Hello everyone. I don't know whether to say hi or hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. Welcome to Stories in the Dark podcast. My name is Blessing and I will be your host during this podcast. I am so excited to be doing this. This has just been an idea of mine for a while now. So essentially I thought of this podcast um, due to the fact that I've had I've been through so many things and every time I share a story or I speak to someone that shares their story I find I get the sense of comfort you know a new level of hope and it's just nice to be vulnerable with someone or to give someone that platform or that space to be vulnerable with me so I thought hey why not give that to the world well oh however far this podcast reaches so stories in the dark for me is going to be a podcast where we are able to come together as a community as humans and share our secrets from the deepest the darkest to the lightweights you know to the funny to the to the casual it's just a space for us to be us to remove all negative connotations from the stories that we hold so dear to our hearts you know the ones that we put so much weight on just release those stories bring those stories in the dark to the light let us all just be human with each other you know remember that we are actually human so that for me that's what stories in the dark is about and I really hope that that space is going to be created for us to be able to be vulnerable and just share stories. So (laughs) this is the first episode and if you're listening I want to thank you so much for being here because this means a lot. I'm going to kick off this episode with a story of my own. Um, It's around the suffering in silence culture so um, I'm not a storyteller I just want to put that disclaimer out there and let you guys know that this is my first story. So please don't shame me when I'm telling this story. But I hope you enjoy listening to it and I hope it falls onto the right ears. And yeah, just sit back, take it all in. And if you have anything that you want to comment or say, or you have any feedback, or you just want to tell me what that story done to you or meant to you in listening to it, please feel free to drop me a line I will link well I don't know if you link stuff but I will include all the details in the bio I believe it's the bio um and please enjoy and I'll catch you on the flip side why do we find it difficult to discuss the actual important issues that matter within our household I was diagnosed with sickle cell from the age of four and the only conversations I had relating to this matter was, you don't need to tell everybody your business. Your auntie doesn't need to know you're in hospital. I never spoke about how I was feeling or what having sickle cell meant to me. I was in hospital for one to two weeks at a time and back to living life like nothing had happened. This was my reality for many years, until I hit 26. I remember the day I was asked to come to the hospital for test results that I had been waiting for for nearly two months. I had no expectations because, of course, I see myself as a sickle cell patient. Being ill was a part of me. Okay, so it was a Wednesday. I got dressed and threw on anything I could see in my room that day. Nothing sexy. An oversized long bomber jacket, black jeans. I don't don't even remember what shoes I was wearing, but I just remember feeling comfortable. 
I'll be in and out, then I can go home, back to sleep, and hopefully no one will see me, I thought to myself, as I sat on the train to London Bridge. I finally got to the hospital and was let into the room where I'd be seeing my consultant, but I was shocked to see four people already waiting in a room. Why are they all here? For the first time, I'm not even late to my appointment, so what's, what's going on? I sat down slowly and we exchanged niceties. The main consultant began to speak to me, which was all protocol, summary of my medical history, but that's when it started to get personal. He was a specialist from the lymphoma department, so he proceeded to break down my results. Your test results show you have lymphoma at the stage it presents itself, which means we'll have to act quick. Okay, I took a pause. Firstly, what is lymphoma and act quick on what? I asked back. I was now worried with where this was going. Lymphoma is a blood cancer and the stage it presents itself normally means it's the last phase of the cancer. There isn't any way we can prevent it, so we have to go through the course of treatment, which will include a cocktail of chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant. (laughs) What are these words? What is going on here? What is happening? I just remember letting out a scream. I instantly burst into an hysterical cry. You know, when I look back, I, I feel like my reaction was dramatic enough to get me a part in a Nollywood movie. It was just insane. I understand it was warranted, but I've never felt an overwhelm of emotions like that before. So to me, it was crazy. And this was such a big moment for me, but it still isn't one of the biggest moments of this story. After many Q and A's and more tears, we took a pause on the appointment. I was told to take some time to sleep on my news. In other words, I was unstable to continue. I mean, fair enough. So they offered me a phone call to call someone to take me home and I accepted. I called my best friend who was there in a flash. I met her outside the hospital and we needed no words. We sobbed, cried into each other's arms right there on the main roads. We spent the whole day together and it was just what I needed. Another one of my best friends came to pick me up from her house and it was an awkward car journey. She was quiet, I was silent. I could tell she wanted to say something but she also didn't want to upset me or be upset herself. To be fair, she actually held it down. We ended up going out to eat and eventually we spoke. (sighs) I ended up explaining everything to her. I tried to stay as strong as I could and I could tell that her actions were reflecting that. She also tried to stay strong had realised that me holding it down, holding my emotions in and being as strong as possible was just the beginning of what had become my new reality. The rest of the week I was pretty much silent at home. I lived with my brother and my three sisters. My parents were in Nigeria and due back on a weekend. I decided I wasn't going to say anything to anyone until I told my parents. My parents got back and each day I vowed to myself that this is the day I tell them. Oh, my angst was at an all-time high. I remember when I walked into their room and I explained to them that the test results that we'd been waiting for had had come back. Okay, my mum let out. Uh-huh. Okay, mum. So I have this thing called lymphoma, which is a blood cancer, and I'm going to need chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant. I repeated the consultant's words to the best of my recollection, and then I paused. 
My mum sat up, my dad swung his legs off the bed immediately. My mum let out a sigh and then started her uncontrollable prayers. You know, the usual African prayers, I rebuke it. Kansai is not your portion. All of that. My dad thanked me for telling them, with tears he desperately tried to hold back. And I walked out of the room. They reacted exactly as I thought they would, but somehow it was harder to experience than I'd imagined. I decided I wasn't going to tell my siblings. I didn't have it in me. Cowards move, but hey, to me, this was my culture. The treatment began. I ended up going through three rounds of chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant, just like they said. One of my siblings eventually found out during the treatment process because the doctor suggested that we test all my family first to find a match for my transplant. I begged her not to say anything, but her tears were louder than her even spreading the news. I reassured her it was okay. I'm going to be fine. Everybody around me was so scared, but somehow I stayed faithful. I'm not sure where my faith came from from this journey, but it was present. I journaled day and night, prayed and did everything I could that allowed me to feel control. Like shaving my hair off the same week began to fall out from the treatment. I focused on the things I was grateful for daily. I made more of an effort with my family. My mindset was half of the battle and I was so adamant that I was going to win. However, the journey wasn't as easy as it may sound. I battled with extreme infections, overstays at the hospital, loss of people who I thought were friends and low self-esteem, confidence, physical changes, low moods and anxiety. The hardest part was the no visits from my extended family because of course I was instructed not to tell them and it somewhat made sense to me at the time. They all believed me shaving my hair was a modern rebellious act and to some extent it was, but not for the reasons they thought. As time went on, my siblings found out one by one on different occasions. My younger sister found out next. We didn't speak about it, but I knew she knew. She told me she was joining a marathon to raise money for cancer because it's affected people around her. I remember my heart pounding because I didn't know how to have this conversation. This conversation that would change everything. But we never had to. She understood and the acknowledgement was enough for the both of us. We gave each other a look of support and went on with our day. I felt relieved but ashamed of how I just dealt with this. Why on earth am I not talking about this? This was now starting to feel weird. There was never a right time to tell my other sister and brother. So again, I left it. Until I found out one of my close aunties had cancer and was in a critical condition. She had been battling with breast cancer for five years without any of us knowing except for my mum. Okay, now I'm pissed. This suffering silence culture was getting out of hand. I had so many thoughts running through my head. I could have spoken to my auntie at the time. I could have been there for her. I should have seen her more. All of the above. A few months after her passing, me and my sister was chilling and I blurted out, you know I had cancer, right? My sister's eyes widened and she looked at me with sorrow. Are you okay now? Well, yeah, I'm sitting here with you. I awkwardly joked. We spoke and she thanked me for telling her. She explained that she thought my time at the hospital was weird, but she assumed it was all part of my sickle cell and she didn't know what to think. She was just happy I was alive. Unfortunately, I had to experience another death of an extremely close family member affected by cancer once again. And yep, you guessed it. I wasn't aware he was ill until his last days. It wasn't pleasant. I didn't want to get used to this and I didn't want my siblings to miss out on days with each other due to lack of communication. I told my brother and he was also shocked. In his defence, he wasn't around a lot, so he was none the wiser. We spoke and he was relieved that I was in a better place with my health. 
I feel this experience has allowed me to unlearn a lot of what I deemed normal within my culture. I'm not sure why we don't speak up, but I wholeheartedly believe communication could save lives. I've missed good and bad times with people I cherish and I vow to not allow this tradition to continue. So, in a way, I guess this story here is my act of rebellion. Hi. Gosh, did I just share that story? (laughs) Did I just share that story? I think I did. I think I did. Okay, that's crazy to me. That is... I have never really told a bag of people that story before. So for me to come out on a podcast I don't know whose is these are gonna this is going to fall on that's insane to me but you know what I'm proud of me I'm proud that that was a lot for me so I want to thank you for listening and if you've made it this far you're a real one you're a real one I see you I acknowledge you and I'm grateful for you so yeah do you know what it 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 gets to that point where we really have to question these things why is silence or suffering in silence a thing for us why has this been created especially within the african community you know and i know there's a lot of people out there that can relate and it it, it's upsetting but i do feel lighter knowing that i've shared that and i hope that whoever that was meant to help it does just that so if anyone else feels like they can relate and they want to drop me a line please feel free to drop me an email on we talk stories at gmail.com again this would be this will be shared in the description of this podcast so please feel free to drop me a line at we talk stories at gmail.com i also have an instagram called stories in the dark without the a so it's drk so feel free to drop me a dm there as well i mean i'm just yeah this is this is the beginning and i really hope that we all enjoy the space and we all are able to grow and learn from it so guys thank you thank you a million times and i will catch you on the next episode bye